there. So glad you joined us. Our message is entitled today, Fear, Foolishness, or Faith. Pastor Herbert Mays delivers this powerful message to our church congregation that gathered today. Talks about decisions that we have to make and how we serve an awesome and wonderful and mighty and powerful God. And it's a sermon that has been ordained for you to hear. If you've tuned in today, it wasn't by chance. It's not just some coincidence that this message is being broadcast and that you're tuning in today. So if you'll listen, listen to the Holy Spirit talking to you. If you really seek this out, there's something in this message for you today. We had an altar full of people that have come down making the decision to make sure that Christ, that our Lord and Savior, was first in their life. I know it's going to bless you. It blessed all of us. Let's uh, let's not delay. Let's get right into the message here. May it bless you and enjoy. Glory, if you can, bless God. Hallelujah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be here this Amen. morning. Amen. I'm excited to be alive. I went to the store uh, yesterday morning. I, I go to the store early before everybody gets there. I, I walk in the store. The manager says, 6 o'clock in the morning, the manager says, Well, I hope you're not here for any toilet paper. <laughs> I said, No, I got plenty of toilet paper. But I, I would like to have some ground beef. <laughs> go back there, ain't no ground beef. I mean, my God, it ain't nothing. I thought, man, these people are, they, they are out there. So I'm going to get on my soapbox this morning. I got about, normally I don't have about two or three scriptures, but I got four pages this morning. <laughs> so we, we may be here a while this morning. Joel 3, and I've, I've entitled my message, I would entitle it, Fear foolishness or faith now you're going to operate in one of those three so it's your choice what you want to operate in i choose to operate in faith bless god god's brought me through you know i was sitting in my office last night and i was thinking about god and how he's brought and done so much for me personally but i remember as a little boy and i thought about this last night and I was thinking about my my best friend David, and I was sitting in my office, and I was uh, I won't say I had a pity party, but I I was thinking all these years that he didn't he didn't get to see what I saw, and he died beside of me in Vietnam. But I thought about. When, when the, when they spoke over me that I would die in 30 minutes, the one thing that I could say was, I don't know the God. I don't know Him. But if there is a God in heaven, I will not die. And I'm here to tell you today, 54 years later that there's a God in heaven because you see the results of it today. And if he can bring a 19-year-old boy 
out of the pits of despair, He can do the same for you, bless God. And the only thing we've got to fear is fear itself. And we're operating in all this, and it's the device of the devil. And I was praying last night, and I got this word. And I, I just feel like it's from, the, from God, so you can take it if you want to or not. It don't make any difference with me. But I got this word praying last night in my office, and, and I got this, and God said this. I'm going to bring America to its knees. And you ain't seen the worst of it yet. But he's going to save the church. In Joel 3.14, the Bible says, Multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of the decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. You'll have to make decisions. We all make decisions. You're going to make a decision today. You made a decision this morning whether to get up and come to church. A lot of churches all over America closing church. They might as well close because they're not preaching the word anyway. I, I want to know how the preacher is going to get up next week. I want to know how the preacher next week of these churches that's closed is going to get up and preach anything about faith. So if they're not preaching, it doesn't matter where they open up or not. But I'm telling you right here, in this church, bless God, you're going to hear the Word of God. I've done a little research on this uh, coronavirus thing. And I found out that it's really nothing. That they blow this all up out of proportion. And I found out that the coronavirus is a virus that, that mainly the results is a headache, fever, a fever, and shortness of breath. My God, I, Kathy and I was talking about it. I had that for two months. I went through it for two months. But now all of a sudden, the coronavirus is spreading everywhere, and, but it's the fear that they put in, put into people. <coughs> Corona is less I mean, the flu is, is more potent than a coronavirus. Flu kills more people. Now, in the state of Tennessee, as of this morning, there's 33 cases of, a, of the virus. 33 in the state of Tennessee. 13 is in Davidson County. Out of the 13 that's in Davidson County, all 13 are quarantined. There's none in Sumner County. There's no registered cases of coronavirus in Sumner County at all. But yet churches are closing because of fear. Well, don't want to hug nobody. Don't want to, don't want to shake hands with nobody. Don't dare do this. Don't dare do that. It, you know, so, but they have put that fear into the people, and now we're operating in total fear. We don't want to do anything. People staying home, going to close schools, going to, going to do all, all, all of this mess. But let me tell you something. America and the church is going to get have to get back and repent, bless God, because God is pouring out judgment on this country. 
Now, we want to talk about things that's killing people. This is a statistic that blew my mind. In 2019, there's 42.3 million abortions worldwide. 42.3 million babies have been murdered worldwide in 2019. I'd, I'd like to wonder how many evangelists was in that bunch. How many preachers was in that bunch? How many doctors was there? How many school teachers was there? How many uh, 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 of the wonderful people that that, that, that that could reproduce and have other children was in that bunch? Abortion is a leading cause of death in the world. The number one cause of death in the world is abortion. Yet we've sat back. We've not done anything. The church hadn't done anything. Uh, 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 and we've sat back and, and accepted that as normal. In the U.S. last year, from January to March, three months in the United States, 208,000 babies were murdered. I'm telling you that the blood of these babies are going to cry out. And America is going to be judged and God is going to judge this country. <clears throat> and we've got preachers in America that are standing behind the pulpit that ought to be in a grease pit. And every week they're pumping out this same uh, a message with no hope. I'm telling you that we've got hope in Jesus Christ. We still win, bless God. I read the back of the book, and the back of the book says I win. But it's decision time for America, and it's decision time for the church of America to tr get up and do something. Uh, when 9-11 hit, I was here at the office th that next day when, when the Twin Towers come down. In my office, I see a lady pulled up in a, in a uh, convertible. <clears throat> she pulls up out front, and she's running toward the church. She's knocking on the front door. I go out there. She's crying and screaming. Oh, she said, are you the pastor? I said, yep, I'm the pastor. And she said, is this the end of the world? I said, well, I don't know, you know. She said, when do you have church? I said, we have church Sunday morning. She said, I'll be here. Never seen her again. You know why? Because the next day she was okay. Never no time for God. But in the times of trouble, we'll, we'll be running to God. <clears throat> but it's decision time. In Second Chronicles, the Bible says this, if my people who are called by my name, that's you, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. I saw on in Charisma magazine this month, this some kind of preacher got some big church somewhere. Uh, 
and, and he's one of those that preaches in blue jeans and T-shirts. So you can imagine well, what that is. And, and Charisma Magazine printed this. I thought, oh, my God, this has got to be the craziest thing I've ever heard. Ten reasons why the altar call is unscriptural. Let me tell you something. It's the altar that gets you delivered. It's the altar call that's been taken out of the church because he says in this article, we don't want to offend people. I'm going to tell you something. I got offended and got saved, bless God. Let me tell you something. It was some hellfire brimstone preaching that got me saved. It wasn't somebody trying to pity pat the gospel. He was telling me the truth that I needed Jesus, bless God. And I came running to the altar and got saved. Until the altar is opened back up in the church, there will be trouble in the church. I say it's time that we get back to the altar. We get back to praising God. We get back to praying, bless God. And it's time that the altar of America is opened back up. It's not time we close the altar. It's time we open the altar, bless God. And it's time that the church, uh, the church people repent from what they've done, bless God. But yeah, we said, you know, we don't want to offend anybody. Let me tell you something. My God, we all need to be offended. Well, let me get started here. But he said, if my people would get back and repent. And he said, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house. I talked to a lady several months ago. <clears throat> I was visiting the hospital and talking to this lady and her, her daughter was having a baby. Her daughter goes to church here. And this lady was telling me she was assembly of God. And she had been here in our church and for one time visiting. And she said, preacher, she said, I'm going to tell you something. She said, they don't preach like you preach no more. She said, the churches that we go to said our assembly of God church. She said, I don't go to church no more. I said, why don't you go to church? She said, they have taken the <clears throat> the foyer of the church <clears throat> and turned it into a coffee shop. <clears throat> and she said, they come into the church eating donuts and drinking coffee. Let me tell you something. God has wrote Ichabod on those churches of America because he's departed, bless God. We've let God uh, uh, out of the church and we've let the world in the church. I like coffee, but it ain't a place to have a donut shop in the foyer of the church, bless God. We need to get to the altar of the churches of America and repent. So she said, you know, she said, we don't go to church no more. We watch church on TV. That is just one church. There, there's thousands across America. That's not churchy because God has departed from their midst. But he said, if my people, and he said, I've chosen this house for my people to come. In Psalms 34, verse 15, the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord upon the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. 
Proverbs 20, 27 says, The spirit of a man is a lamp of the Lord, searching the inner depths of the heart. What's he talking about? He's talking about the spirit. And, 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 and he says now, the eyes of the Lord. What are the eyes of the Lord? The eyes of the Lord is the spirit. And he said, it's the spirit gives you illumination. He said, it's the lamp of the Lord. Uh, in, in Proverbs, he said, it's a lamp. What is it? The spirit of God is a lamp that illuminates and gets you the, where you need to be. Or it will, it will get you in the right direction. It will guide you. The word of God will guide us. And the Spirit of God is always moving. The Spirit of God is always tugging at your heart to do this and do the right thing. But what happens is we've zoned out on the Spirit. We don't want none of the Holy Ghost stuff no more. But I say it's time we get back to Pentecost instead of Holy Cost of killing our babies. Joel 2.28, in the Bible, Joel prophesied this. He said, in the last days, my God, my friend, if you don't think we're in the last days, uh, uh, you, are, you, you are blind. But he said, in the last days, old men will dream dreams. Well, I qualify there because I'm old. And I dream dreams. But I have a dream, and I have a dream. I have a dream that this book right here will be read in every home of America instead of Harry Potter. I have a dream that children don't go hungry at night because their father spent money on the lottery, drugs, and alcohol. That's my dream. I have a dream that deadbeat daddies will pay what they owe their children. That's a dream that I've got. I have a dream that every child can look to their father with honor instead of disgust. I have a dream that every child can feel the comfort of a loving family. That's my dream. I have a dream that the poor can have the same rights as the rich. I have a dream that we revere the flag of America because of the blood of the American soldier that shed it. I have a dream that every demon-possessed judge (coughs) that sits on the bench of America will be replaced, bless God, by the power of God. I praise God that God comes back into the courtroom of America and that we have a, that we'll have a stand in the last day, bless God. I have a dream that the church gets back to the roots of Pentecost instead of a holy cause. That's my dream. I have a dream that America's church stands up and proclaims the gospel, bless God. It doesn't matter who it offends. I could care less who it offends. I'm a, I, I believe in the book. I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe that God's going to have the last say. No matter what the devil says, we win, bless God. I can't, you can have coronavirus. You can have whatever you want. But God said that we win, bless God. God didn't create you to be a loser. He created you to be a winner, bless God. And I don't know about you, but I read the book and we win, bless God. And that's my dream. 
I have a dream that repentance comes back to the church. I have a dream that conviction comes back to the church. I have a dream that when you walk in this church on Sunday morning, that the Holy Ghost convicts you and says, I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. And the power of God takes a hold of the situation, bless God. That's my dream. My dream is that when you walk into this church, that you can't stand under the power of Almighty God. That's my dream. And I'm still dreaming that God's going to have the last say in this situation. But we've got Christians who don't attend church. Just one little day every five or six, seven weeks is enough. Now let me tell you something. God is more than enough, and I want, I want everything He's got. If God's got it, I want it, bless God. I want more of the Holy Ghost today than I had when I got saved 20 some odd years ago. But you gotta desire it, and you gotta have a hunger, bless God. I want something different, bless God. I'm tired of walking into the church and seeing dried up, fried up Christians that ain't got no desire for nothing, bless God. I want to see God moving one more time in America. Well, then, Brother Herbie, you, go, you get too excited, you might have a heart attack. Well, let me tell you something. If I have a heart attack and I make heaven, I win. But we've got in our churches, we want to preach all this fear. There's two types of fear in the Bible. There's a fear as fright, frightful fear. But the fear of the Lord is a reverential fear. The fear of the Lord means that we reverence Him. I got this guy called me, I told you this. And this guy had called me a few weeks ago. And he said, he said, I, I told you this, I think I did. But I don't want to be done, I'll tell you again. I know what Becky's saying. I know what she's thinking. Every now and then, Brother Baggett comes out. He's he's good for about one or two a year, but sometimes that brother Baggett comes out of him. I tell you what, the brother Baggett comes out, but the devil needs to come out too, bless God. And this guy said, this guy called me and he said, "Uh, Pastor, I read your book. And he said, I want you to come to our church. He said, because the God that's in that book... Uh, somebody help me now. He said, the, he said, the God that's in that book is a God that I want to see in my church, bless God. I said, brother, you fix it again. It ain't going to be no medium mouth serving. I'm going to preach the Holy Ghost and fire of hell coming down and save people and get people delivered, bless God. You know the biggest deliverance that it is is get delivered from yourself.
It's what it's just what I want. To hell with what you want. With what you want, don't make any difference. It's what God wants. And God wants His church on fire, bless God. He wants Pentecost to come back into the church. Now, Brother Herbert, now you know that we got folks that like it real smooth. We don't want to burr up no feathers. I tell you one thing, the Holy Ghost will ruffle a lot of feathers if you let him. Are we going to put this out on the, the Comcast? Okay. But we've come to our churches in America, and we need to see God move. I don't know about you. I get sick. To, I have more church in my office than I have in the church. I mean, I mean, my God, I could get it. Let me tell you something. He said, well, now, you know, we go to church and everybody sings and everybody gets I get happy just me. Me, me, and me singing in my office. I said, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. You know, they need to put me on a praise and worship team. I couldn't keep up with the, the tune, but at least I could praise God. Bless God. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise His name. Oh, yeah. And so, let me tell you something. I want you excited about coming to church. Well, now, now, Brother Herb, you know, if we get too excited, something might happen. My God, something needs to happen. This ain't the first church of the frozen chosen. My God, you, you, you people in here need to find out what this, that's a Holy Ghost church. A tongue talking, devil kicking church, bless God. That's what this is. Somebody asked, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know, somebody, Billy or somebody the other day. Now, do y'all handle snakes up there? I've dealt with a lot of snakes over the years. I ain't handled none. I've, ca- I've cast a devil out of some of them, bless God. But now that you need to define what you are. I used to tell people this. They say, now, 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 now what kind of preacher are you? And I used to say this. That years or years ago, I used to say this. Well, now, you know, we're a, a kind of non-denominational. Kind of in between Baptists or whatever. You know, because I didn't want to kind of offend them. So now, when they ask me, what kind of church you got? I said, we are Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, devil-kicking church. That's what we are. 
Now, if you want to join us and get rid of that devil you got, you can join us. But he said, and, 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 we, and, and Martin Luther King, he said, I have that dream. Well, I have that dream for the church. And I'm not letting go of it, bless God. I'm believing that we're going to see a miraculous Holy Ghost revival in this church. I shared with you many years ago in Panama, walking the, the, the street where we lived in South America and praying about coming to, to Portland. And I was praying for direction. See, if you don't know what to do, for God's sake, get with the Holy Ghost and pray for direction. Pray that God leads you, that, that you have illumination into what He wants you to do or be or whatever. I'm praying. We just come off a 28-day revival. Every night, 90-something degree preaching. Every night, every night, 28 days. I'm tired. And I'm praying that morning. I said, Lord, I want direction. What do you want us to do? And, 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 and I felt this in my spirit that God spoke to me. I want you to go to Portland, Tennessee. The only thing I knew about Portland, Tennessee was they said they had a lot of strawberries. And I like strawberries. Shortcake. And so I'm praying and, and this came up to me. I want you to go to Portland, Tennessee. And build me a church where the power of God is. And he says, if you'll preach the word and, and let signs and wonders happen in the church. He said, I'll do a revival there that will make Azusa Street look like a block party. I got the word from the Lord. You know how long that's been? That's been 22 years ago. We're still standing on the Word. It's all in God's timing. Now, you right there, young lady. Now, you tell me if I'm telling the truth. You was in the little storefront, right? You had a baby. Two or three years old, ever how old she was. Fix and go in for an operation. Am I telling the truth? That what? Hernia, whatever. We prayed for her that Sunday morning, right? Did God take care of it? I got another lady back here. She come out of the Baptist church. God bless the Baptist. <clears throat> she brought a, 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 a X-ray to, to church. Is that right? You had a gorder on the neck. I call it a gorder, but it was a, a growth on the thyroid. You had an X-ray of it, right? 
You came to church. You come out of the Baptist church. I know you didn't believe nothing. But you come out of Baptist church that morning. You started coming to church up here. I'm just playing with you, honey. But uh, uh, but you come out of church and you had that growth on your thyroid. You had an x-ray that showed the growth on the thyroid, right? Did we pray that Sunday morning and Jesus takes takes it off? You go back and get another x-ray and it ain't there? Don't tell me God don't move. Don't tell me that He ain't the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if God can do it for her, He'll do it for you, bless God. We sang that old song, you know, Only believe, only believe, all things are possible if you only Now, here's how we're going to end today. This church here is going to come to this altar, and we're going to pray for our church. We're going to pray for our family. We're going to pray for America. We're going to come and worship God on this altar this morning. You say, well, now, Brother Herbert, I don't think, I don't know if I've ever done that. It's time that you start doing it. And it's going to be a prayer of repentance. Every, I'm going to ask you this question. Where nobody sees nothing, everybody eye closed, I'm going to ask you this question. How many would say in this church here, Pastor, I'm, I'm not where I need to be with God. I've not done really what I need to be, be doing for God. If God were to come today and ask me, have you done what you're supposed to be doing? I could truly say, well, I hadn't really been faithful. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right where you are. You know where you are. God bless you. You know. You know. You know where you're at. I don't have to, I, I don't have to embarrass you. I've been there myself many times that, that, that I've missed God somewhere along the way. But we're going to come today and we're going to lay it at the altar. I have a dream that when you leave church today, that you're going to leave church a clean person with nothing between you and God. You say, well, I wonder what people think. It doesn't matter what people think. It matters what God thinks. I was a deacon in two churches and was lost. I know. They'd have an altar call and I'd grip the altar. I was a deacon. And I thought, oh my God, I can't go up and accept the Lord. I want to accept the Lord lots of times. But I couldn't because of pride that kept me from doing it. But thank God for a little lady that cared enough about me. That she'd pour out her heart to God. We're going to sing a song. I'm going to ask you this question here. You may be here this morning.
And we're going to baptize some in a few weeks. And you may be here and you say, Pastor, I don't know if I were to die right now. I'm talking about right now. If I get out on this highway and I have a wreck and I go out into eternity, I don't know if I truly would go to heaven. I don't know. I've heard about Jesus, but I don't know. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. And you say, I'm going to believe God and accept Jesus today. If that's you, I want you, I want, I want to see your hand. God wants to save you today. Let's all stand. If you've been listening and you've made that decision, if you made the greatest decision that you could ever make, and that is to ask the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into your heart, that you admit that you are a sinner and that you can't do it on your own, but that through the blood that was shed on the cross for your sins, through our our wonderful master of creator God who gave his only son to die for our sins, that wages of sin, that we should have to endure. If you feel that, if you are ready to turn your life over to God, today is the day. And if you've made that decision, I'm going to pray a very simple prayer with you. And it's just as simple. It's Lord, Father in heaven. God, I thank you. Thank you for your son who died on the cross for my sins. That even though I didn't deserve it, that while I was a sinner, that he died to pay that debt for me. And that because he loved me so much, and in turn now, Lord, I want to make you the ruler of my life. I want to submit my life to you to live out the purpose that you have for me. And then I ask you to be in everything that I do, every breath that I take and every step that I make, that it be done with you in mind. And Lord, I thank you for making me a new creation today, that I accept you into my heart, and that I repent of the sins that I've done, Lord, and ask you to wash those away and make me a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've said that prayer today, you have made the decision, the greatest decision you could ever make, and that is to be a born-again Christian. And if you've made that, I want you to reach out to us. Or get into your local church, find you a local Bible teaching church, someone who is willing to speak the word and preach the word to you that could change your life forever. Get hooked up, stay hooked up, and live a life for Christ, and watch and see what God does in your life. We love you. God loves you. Jesus is still Lord. And until next time, I'm Pastor Mike. God bless.